And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for another episode of Upon Further Review, brought to you by the Pewitt people at Coors Light. And guys, different version of the show today. Unfortunately, as we record, the news has just come out uh, within the past couple hours that Ray Guy, Hall of Fame punter, all everything, all pro, all pro bowl, you know, everything, every accolade in the book has passed away. The Raiders have released the following statement that I will read in its entirety just now. Uh, The Raiders family mourns the passing of Ray Guy. The Raiders family is mourning the passing of Ray Guy, a legendary punter who revolutionized special teams during his 14 seasons with the Silver and Black. In a career of first, Guy was the first punter ever chosen in the first round of the NFL draft when the Raiders selected him out of Southern Miss in 1973. Guy's high, booming punts often pinned opponents deep within their own territory, helping introduce the term hang time into the football lexicon. He spent the entirety of his pro football career with the Raiders, playing in 207 consecutive games and featuring on three Super Bowl championship teams. Guy earned seven Pro Bowl selections, eight All-Pro honors, and was named to the 19 excuse me, and named to the NFL 1970s All-Decade Team, the NFL 75th Anniversary Team, and the NFL 100th Anniversary Team. In 2014, he became the first pure punter inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The prayers of the entire Raider Nation are with the Guy family at this time. And yeah, you, you talk about the accolades, you talk about everything that one man could do in the game of football, and Ray Guy did just that. So yeah, we're going to talk about uh, what we're going to you know, be looking for this weekend in Jacksonville. A huge game for the Las Vegas Raiders uh, this upcoming Sunday in Jacksonville as they take on the Jaguars. But really, this is going to be a show that we're going to focus on Ray Guy for obvious reasons. In just a few minutes, we're going to bring in our current punter, A.J. Cole, a uh, friend of the program, uh, to talk about Ray's legacy. And, and really, one of the things I've, I've always really appreciated about A.J. is the fact that he has such a good perspective, not only on, on football as a game, uh, but the history of the game, the people that came before him, uh, and why those people are important to, to not only him, but the organization as a whole. So we'll catch up with A.J. in just a little bit. And just a, a few programming notes. I encourage all of you guys uh, to head on over to Raiders.com for the rest of the day, for today, tomorrow, going in through the weekend. Uh, a ton of fantastic Ray Guy content on there. And uh, and just another uh, you know reminder that if you are subscribed to this podcast channel, you will get the following uh, anyways. But if you have not uh, subscribed to the Raiders Podcast Network, we posted the entirety of Ray Guy's Hall of Fame speech up there. Uh, and obviously, we'll talk to AJ about that in a little bit, too. But uh, you know, just an interesting... You know, a, a sad day here in the building, right? Uh, and unfortunately, we're, we're at the point in where a lot of these uh, these Raiders legends, guys that were titans of the games, guys that won all these Super Bowls, that had all these accolades, that, that seemingly were, were larger than life, are unfortunately starting to pass away. And I think it's a good reminder of, of not only uh, just how important it is to, to treasure and, and be respectful and appreciative of every single day we have out here, but... 
to uh, to be respectful and appreciative of the people that came before us. And, and I think one thing that the Raiders organization has done an incredible job of, uh, twofold. I would say one, and this is no secret, the Raiders, I think, do a phenomenal job, probably the best job in the NFL and really all professional sports, of keeping their alumni involved, of honoring their alumni. I mean, if you've ever come to a Raiders game, whether it be in Oakland, whether it be here, Los Angeles, wherever it may be, you see that the alumni are so integral, are so key to everything that this organiz- organization does, everything that this organization stands for, uh, and really every decision that it makes going forward. And so that's one. I think the entire the entire organization, top to bottom, starting with owner Mark Davis, do a fantastic job of honoring and, and remembering our alumni. But the second part of that is that I think on on a you know an employee level, on a more now level, I think the organization does a fantastic job of educating all of its employees just about who some of these guys were. I mean, the why they're important, why they're you know the their contributions, the skills, the wins that they had, why it matters now in 2022. And that's one thing that I will always be incredibly appreciative of, uh, of this organization, spending the time to really instill that in every employee, whether you work in our department, whether you're on the production side of things, whether you're in ticketing, in the community relations, and uh, you know, on the football operations side of things. I mean, it is ingrained in this place. It is ingrained in, in the DNA of the, uh, of the silver and black, the understanding and the importance of, of all the players that came before us. And I was listening to Ray Guy's Hall of Fame speech earlier this morning. And once again, I encourage all of you guys to give that a listen when, when time permits. But of all the, the things that really stood out to me, and, and there's a lot, it's, it's an incredibly eloquent speech, it's about 20 plus minutes, uh, just fantastic from top to bottom. But one thing that stood out to me, and, and I bring this up to AJ uh, during our conversation, is that when Chris Berman is, is kind of kicking off the, the ceremony, right? When Chris Berman's talking about, hey, next up, you know, next in that you know, classic Berman snarl, ah, the Raiders and this and that, when he's getting ready to introduce Ray Guy, he brings up the fact that there are 19 former punters uh, in the house that day at Canton. 19 of, of Ray Guy's contemporaries, of his peers, uh, of guys that he competed against uh, while he was in the league, all there just to show support for him as, as the first, as we read in the release, the first pure puncher to go into the NFL. And I think that not only says a ton about him, what he stood for, uh, the fact that he was clearly an elite athlete, an an elite playmaker, a guy who really changed the position, who morphed the position into something more than, hey, we're just going out there and and kicking the ball on fourth down. So it says a lot about him, but I think it also says a lot about just the that kind of close brotherhood that all these specialists have. Kickers, punters, uh, long snappers, guys that, you know, there's not a ton of them out there in the league, right? Every team has one. We have one punter. We have one kicker. We have one long snapper. They're all really good at their job, but there's only one of them. And so I, I think it, it says so much that Ray Guy, when he was, went into, into Canton, when he went into the Hall of Fame, there were almost 20 punters. And I think that's just such a cool little tidbit uh, as we as we kind of go back and and look at his career, relive some of the best moments of his, of his career, and you know, just like I said, a, a Titan. I was fortunate enough to meet Ray Guy twice uh, when the team was in Oakland. And one thing that really stands out to you, he's a big dude, man. He's a big. I mean, you look at him and like this is a legit athlete. This is a dude who probably could have played like stretch four in the in the nineteen seventies if the if the NBA or excuse me if the stretch four was a thing in the NBA at that time. I mean, he was just a no joke athlete and and obviously like we said we we spent a lot of time today 
particularly in our department, going back and, and looking at some of his highlights. And, and, you know, there's that iconic shot of, of that, uh, that snap coming in high and Ray Guy just elevating, you know, stretching tippy-tippy, you know, the tips of his fingers to bring it down. And uh, you see just how athletic he was, how much air is under his feet in the grass. And, you know, I, just like I said, a, a huge loss not only for the organization, the game of football, but I think specialists in general. So we were super appreciative that AJ was able to come by and hang out with us. Uh, it meant a lot. Like we say at the top, you know, I wish we were talking to him under better circumstances, but uh, we're always super appreciative of AJ's time, particularly on a day like today. Uh, and I would just encourage all of you too. like I said, listen to Ray Guy's Hall of Fame speech uh, when you get a chance. Tune into Raider Nation Radio 920 AM or in the Raiders.com app today and tomorrow. I know JT and Q and, and the folks in the morning show are going to do a fantastic job, uh, not only honoring Ray Guy's legacy, but giving you guys, giving the, the fans a chance to kind of share some of his stories. And so I will be locked in uh, to 920 for the rest of the day. I will be listening. Uh, do you guys share your stories to share your memories of, of Ray Guy and what he meant to you? So uh, without further ado, like I said, a big thank you to AJ. And here it is, our conversation with your current punter, and he's a pretty good one at that, AJ Cole. And I'm overjoyed to be uh, hanging out with friend of the program, AJ Cole. And AJ, we were talking about it before we started rolling. Uh, I wish I was talking to you under better circumstances, and we'll certainly have fun in a little bit here. But uh, big news today, and, and really the main reason we want to have you on, uh, Hall of Famer, Raiders legend, all everything, you name it, punter, Ray Guy passes away earlier today. Uh, I think you had a really nice, a, a great poignant tweet. Man, this hurts to hear. Rest in peace to a legend. He changed the game and made punting for the Raiders such a special job. I mean, when you look back now, as as the punter for the Las Vegas Raiders, when you think of Ray Guy, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, yeah, the, the first thing that comes to mind is just the fact that he was able to do something which very few people in any sport are able to do, which is to make his name synonymous with a position. Um, if you if you say the you know position of punter to pretty much anybody, especially anybody over the age of you know forty or fifty, but pretty much anybody, Ray Guy is one of, if not the first name that comes to mind. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, you know, I have a lot of pride in playing this position for this organization, especially because the Raiders do have um, the greatest history at the punter position of any organization. Um, and so to kind of carry on that legacy that Ray guy started um, is it's extremely important to me. I care a lot about the history of the game of football. Um, and so the, uh, the history of that in the um, historical perspective means a lot to me. And it's something that I take a lot of pride in and, you know, and, and think about from time to time and just how special it is that I get to do what I get to do in, in this organization. So, you know, and, and the Raiders just have such a strong tie to their alumni um, they're always coming back, always coming around. Unfortunately, I never got to meet Ray Guy, but um, they're always coming back and always coming around. So we really feel the presence of, you know, those those former Raider greats. Um, and so, yeah, it's just really sad day. You know, it's it's pretty incredible to, to think about. And everything that you said about, about Ray, I think, is dead on. I had a chance to meet him twice uh, when we were still in Oakland. But I think the big thing for me, no pun intended, when you see and you meet Ray Guy is you're just kind of taken by how big, uh, you know, how large of a human being he is you know he's he's big strong guy and i think that when you look historically i think he was a guy who was he was very much ahead of his time i mean now you look at punters like you who are 6'4 240 and bench what 400 pounds like i mean you see punters now as athletes as legitimate big dog don't mess with me in the gym athletes and and when you look back at him like he seems like he was very much kind of at the forefront of that yeah i'm a punter but i can throw the ball i can i can be an athlete i can get into space i can do all these kinds of things and and it's very cool that you look back historically and he was kind of at the cutting edge of all that 
Yeah, you know, before he did what he did, punter was kind of a throwaway position, and it, and it sort of took, you know, it was a quarterback or a running back or a safety. A lot of times it was just whoever could do it. They just kind of have open tryouts. And it sort of took Ray Guy um, proving how much good punting can affect winning. Um, it took him proving that for other people to start to invest time and and money into the position. Um, and so, yeah, uh, and his athleticism definitely doesn't um, go without notice. I mean, I've heard from people that were kind of around back then that he would take backup quarterback reps. He had a good arm. He was a great athlete. And so, yeah, all that, you know, all of those things are extremely important. And, you know, him being on so many successful winning teams is obviously speaks a lot to his character and his leadership and, and all of that. You know, one thing that I, you know, obviously we're, we're pretty heavy Ray guy content on Raiders.com for obvious reasons today, but I was going back this morning and I was listening to his Hall of Fame induction speech. And the one thing that, that really stood out to me is that 19 former punters, so 19 of his contemporaries, of his colleagues, um, of guys that he played in the league around the same time with, went to Canton for his for his induction. And I think the punter position, and, and you know me as like a resident special teams guy, like that's one thing that's always really appealed to me about what you guys do, you know, you, Daniel, Trent. Like it seems like across the league, the specialists just have kind of that special bond. And the fact that Ray Guy had 19 dudes who were, you know, in the latter part of their life come out to Canton, Ohio to support him years and years after his playing career ended. Like I've, that says a lot about not only the man, but about the position as a whole, I think. Yeah, and it definitely it definitely speaks to the respect that they had um, to his ability. Because if they didn't think that he was worthy of a Hall of Fame induction, they wouldn't get all the way to Canton, Ohio, to to see that. So I think it just really speaks to the level of respect that they had for his ability on the field and and as as a man too. But you know what what he brought to the game and what he added to the Raiders. Um, and yeah, the the specialists do have a really tight knit kind of group because you know on a normal team you've got four or five six however many linebackers so they learn from each other we only got one punter here so kind of the knowledge to get from my peers is really from guys on other teams so you end up training with those guys in the off season and competing against them and and you know learning from them and um is in as good of a way as you can but um yeah yeah i really think that that's i didn't i didn't know that um and so that definitely speaks to what they thought of of his ability because they were obviously um, competing with him week in, week out, and they felt like he was so head and shoulders above everyone that he deserved that gold jacket. You know, one thing, too, he's got just such a badass line in the speech, too. He goes, now the Hall of Fame has a complete team, which I think was pretty cool because he's still the he was the first and is still the only primary punter uh, in the Hall of Fame. So I'm like, man, what just what a sign-off. What a, what a kind of just mic drop moment to like, hey, we're good now, guys. Like, we can go out and play ball if we want to. Yeah, that's tough. That's awesome. Yeah, really cool. But, uh, you know, shifting it away from Ray Guy, and, and like I said, I encourage all of you guys to head on over to Raiders.com for the rest of the week, and, and you're really going forward because we're going to have some incredible Ray Guy content coming your way. But, you know, shifting to the here, to the now, AJ, uh, you guys have been in, in Sarasota for the week. Just give me kind of kind of the vibe update of, of how the team's doing. I know a tough one last Sunday in New Orleans, but uh, how do you? How has the response been when you kind of feel that, that, uh, that locker room this week? Yeah, you know, um, Sunday obviously wasn't the result we're looking for, but I don't think this trip could have came at a better time in the season. Um, I think it's exactly what we needed just to kind of get away. There's no distractions. There's nothing but football here. Um, and so we've spent a lot of time together building the camaraderie, building the trust, um, and just sort of simplifying things and just getting back to just playing ball. Um, 
clears your head a little bit. Um, and so all of those things have been really, really beneficial, I think, to the team. Um, anytime I've ever done a trip, whether it's joint practice or uh, extended away game or, you know, bowl games in college, anything like that is just so good for um, just the team spirit. And so I think this is really um, came at a very important time of the season for us as we just sort of, um, you know, get back to the basics, get back to, you know, the lo love we have for each other and playing for each other um, and going out there. And um, yeah, I, I think it's been a really um, efficient week. Um, and I think uh, the morale is definitely really high right now. You know, kind of like a training camp 2.0 kind of vibe, obviously probably not as much time yeah. on the practice field and things like that, but to your point, just getting away, limiting the distractions. I mean, we heard from Derek earlier this week, it goes, you know, we're at that point now where we're eating meals together. The meeting rooms are super close to each other. And to your point, feels like it's coming at a, at a really good time when, and I think a lot of folks are, are forgetting, like we're not even at the halfway point in the season yet. So it, it feels like we've played so much football that you guys have been out there so much, but we still got a long way in the marathon left to run, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so as we kind of wrap up here, just on, on a kind of X's and O's specialist, let me learn, nerd out for a sec. Good for you and, uh, and the guys to, to practice, to kick, to punt in a different environment. Obviously, here in Vegas this week, you guys lucked out. It's like 40 degrees and rainy and miserable. But just for you guys to get into a, in, into a different type of weather and, and to kick and do your thing, like good to kind of just refresh and, and fine-tune things away from home for a little bit? Yeah, anytime you get to kind of play in the, uh, the environment, or practice in the environment you're going to play in. I, th I think it's productive. Um, yeah. So just kind of, you know, experiencing the humidity, the wind, um, all that kind of things kind of changes the tact on the ball a little bit. Um, doesn't matter much for Daniel, but for me and Trent, it kind of is a factor. So yeah, I think from that perspective, it's been great. And for the team in general, um, the humidity is, uh, you know, we have the heat in Vegas, obviously not this week, but we generally have the heat in Vegas, but the humidity with the heat kind of hits guys a little bit different. So I think for everybody's, um, you know, just conditioning and um, things like that. It's been great for everybody to kind of get through these three practice days and feel like we're going into Sunday knowing exactly what we're going to feel like and, you know, in the fourth quarter and know exactly what we're going to feel like on a long drive. Um, and so for the, the peace of mind and, and just the mentals of everybody, I, I think that's great. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's been a really, really effective trip. I'm, I'm glad about the way it went. Fantastic. And we look forward to seeing you guys go out there and do your thing on Sunday. AJ, once again, we wish that we were talking to you under better circumstances, under happier circumstances, but uh, you are the best in the biz. You know that. Thank you for hanging out with us and uh, safe travels getting home. But before that, handle some business in Jacksonville on Sunday for us. And uh, we'll see you get back. All right. All right. Eddie, we appreciate your uh, our fourth member of the special teams. You're a good man, AJ Cole. And a huge thank you to AJ for making some time for us while he was in Sarasota. Big thank you to our, for our PR staff for facilitating that interview. Uh, and like I said, I encourage all of you guys, uh, stay tuned into the Raiders Podcast Network, Raiders.com, uh, Raiders on social. I mean, the, Insta the our Instagram uh, a few minutes ago posted a fantastic uh, kind of highlight montage of everything that Ray Guy did throughout his career. And I just encourage you guys all to, to kind of enjoy it, to consume that content, to uh, to let us tell the story of Ray Guy. And, uh, and like I said, make sure you, you're locked in to Radio Nation Radio 920 AM too. I know those guys and gals are going to do a fantastic job over the next couple days as well. Well, on that note, we still got a football game to play on Sunday as your Las Vegas Raiders are currently in Sarasota and will be heading to Jacksonville uh, later this week to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this one feels big, my friends. This feels big. This feels important. This feels like one of those moments where 
if the Raiders get it together, if they can, you know, get the the train back on the tracks, whatever cliche you want to use, it has to start this weekend. It just has to. No other way around it. The runway for the silver and black to kind of quote figure it out, unfortunately, uh, has gone, and they got to start stacking W. So I ask the same question every week: What do the Raiders need to do to get a W? And this week, the Raiders will win if, quite simply, they learn from the mistakes of Week 8. Last week, it, uh, we talked about it. Nothing really went their way. But I think what, when you come out of a game like that, what it gives you a chance to do is objectively look back, see what you do well, see what maybe you don't do super well, and, and go forward. And for me... It's been consistent pretty much throughout the entirety of 2022. When the Raiders are effective offensively, when they are able to go up and down the field, it begins with the run game. More specifically, it begins with Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, who finished finished his game last week with 10 carries for 43 yards. And might I add, only one of those carries came in the second half. Just one. Now, there's a lot of reasons behind that, mainly because where the team was in in the game, what the game situation was. But Josh has been the catalyst. He's been the engine that makes this thing go offensively. And credit to Dennis Allen and the Saints once again for realizing that, for understanding that, and said, hey, we are going to take him away. And that is exactly what they did. So if the Raiders can learn from that, if they can learn about how to about what Alvin Kamara did to them on Sunday in New Orleans and take those lessons and apply them to Travis Etienne, who really feels like Alvin Kamara 2.0 in many ways, that's what they're going to have to do to, to handle things defensively. Learn from the mistakes. Just learn. And we've heard so much about Josh McDaniels and his ability to adapt and to grow and to evolve. We've heard the same thing about Patrick Graham on the defensive side of the football So you have to feel confident that this staff is going to be capable of objectively looking back at what they saw last week, understanding the areas to get better, and quickly, keyword quickly, implementing those changes so what we saw on Sunday does not happen again uh, this uh, this upcoming weekend in Jacksonville. So that's what the Raiders are going to have to do, in my humble opinion, to come away with a win. And like I said, 10 o'clock kickoff, bright and early for all of us here on the West Coast. That's on CBS. And uh, man... Going to be a big one. I know I keep saying it. Kind of hard to overstate how big this game is for the 2022 Las Vegas Raiders. And I I really am optimistic they're going to show up. I am optimistic that we are going to see maybe not the best, but a much better version of your Raiders because I think everyone in that locker room knows, like, it's go time. It is go time. It's November. Things The weather is changing. And it's time to start time to start stacking Ws. And like I said, don't worry about the postseason. Don't worry about, hey, do we need to do this? Do we need to do that? Start on Sunday, build, and go from there. And before we go, before we get out of here, we have to crack an ice-cold bruchacho, as we always do. We're going to crack a cold one. And this week, a little off the beaten path, but I was just so inspired by something I saw this week. Just in awe that I thought to myself, I got to crack a cold one for this, for this gentleman. The boss and I, uh, went to see Elton John on, what's today, Thursday, Tuesday night? Yeah, I think it was Tuesday night at Allegiant Stadium. And for those of you who haven't had a chance to come out to, to check out a concert at Allegiant, I encourage you, I implore you, 
look at the schedule, find someone you want to see, and go check it out because it is a fantastic building to see a show in. Uh, and Elton John was out there doing his thing, man. Dude's in his mid-70s now, still rocking. Still rocking, still playing an incredible brand of piano. The man sounds incredible and a heck of a showman. But really for me, and I was like, I'll be honest, I'm a big, I'm a big Elton John guy. I was excited to see it. The boss and I had, uh, had got these tickets, oh gosh, it feels like six months ago or whenever they announced it. And I was expecting to see an Elton show. I was expecting to see a production, all that. What I was not expecting to see was a life-changing performance on the tambourine slash overall percussion. That's what I was not expecting to see. And for those of you who've been, who've been rocking with us for a minute, and I've been pretty honest about kind of my, my second chapter goal, right? When I, when, I hit the other, when I hit the back nine, if you will, I want to join a dad band and I want to be on the tambourine. I just want to be in the background singing some melodies, you know, shaking the tambourine, keeping rhythm, all that. That's really like kind of what I want to do. That's where I want to be. And Elton John's, one of his percussionists, goes by the name i wrote it down here I, I looked it up ray cooper shout out to ray cooper this man was incredible simply incredible the passion the showmanship the whole package this guy was was playing that tambourine like i've never seen a tambourine played before he's doing some drum work as well but really where this where he was excelling where ray was out there just crushing it was on that tambourine inspirational motivational oh brought such a smile to my heart so ray cooper wherever the elton john tour is next i don't know what city you're in i don't know where you are but i hope this message finds you well and ray cooper brother this ice cold bruchacho is for you oh what a man what a hero look forward to seeing him again so on that note we are out of here so ready pascal our ray not ray cooper the tambourine guy R.A., who's handling the ones and twos, and everyone back in the control room, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you hanging out with us, and we will catch you guys next week, same time, same place, for our next episode of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation.